0: Welcome back to Everything But Nothing, the politics and pop culture podcast from the left and the right, where we're right and you're wrong. I'm Oliver from the left, joined by my friend on the right, Rob, and Neville is away this week, but joining us is our guest, Jay Kobe Jay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> yeah, welcome welcome into our, our, little, our little madness. Um, so... Let's get right into it uh, this for this week. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday evening because we you know because Neville's not here we've changed everything around it's not it's not Sunday morning anymore it's Sunday evening but so the big story that I saw yesterday and I mean I have to be perfectly honest like every time I kind of see these guys pop up I kind of roll my eyes but there was the big uh, I guess big the Antifa proud boys protest again in portland happened on on saturday and you know i guess the you know the upside is that nothing really bad happened like i from what i understand i don't think anyone ended up going to the hospital or anything like that and I, i i don't know what you guys think about it my my perspective on it is just like i just can't understand why it keeps happening in portland like i think that in the grand scheme of things like both sides of it feel almost like cosplayers with too much time on their hands (laughs) i don't don't know like 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 it just i just feel like you know like i don't know that it's really accomplishing anything as like someone on the left like I, i i don't know if you guys understand this but like antifa basically hates people like me like mainstream you know democrats liberals like they're they're not really they don't really see us as like their ally like they you know they I guarantee you go up to them and ask them about like you know Obama or or Hillary or even Bernie maybe I don't even think Bernie is enough like for them for these guys so like I don't feel any real you know I mean I mean I'm, I'm like maybe the broad strokes I maybe agree with some of the stuff like I'm not you know I'm not pro fascist obviously you know but I, overall I'm just like I don't I don't get it I, I'm, I'm curious like Jay what do you what do you think about the whole thing.
1: Uh, honestly, it's it's mind-boggling to me about the whole thing. The Proud Boys, I can get it, because they're just you know right-wing white supremacist like provocateurs and stuff like that. So they do it on purpose to get like some kind of attention towards them yeah. and stuff. And then I don't know if Antifa actually believes like wholeheartedly that they're actually you know fighting against Nazis in America or whatever, right?
0: Right, like yeah, thats the thing, right? Like, how much of it is play acting, and how much of it is like die hard? You know, like, do they think when they have these protests, like, yes, they've beaten the Nazis? Congratulations, you know, it's like World War II all over again.
2: I, I Just, really you know. do believe they think that. I mean, look back, maybe um, look look back on um when that first uh incident happened that really kind of put this all in the forefront of the, the Charlottesville, news, the Charlottesville. I mean, uh it wasn't just them that was making the world war two analogy. Tons of journalists made that analogy. I mean, I've still got the screen caps from that day and it's like, you know, for people out there that don't have the, uh, the history timeline, like there was this thing called journal list that was out like 10 years ago. And there's still, I think some sort of version of it because it's amazing how quickly like these talking points hit Twitter and social media so quickly. And it's all like, they're all on the same page. Like Within minutes of each other, like, Democrats and journalists were putting out this analogy to World War II, and... Well, I mean,
0: to to push back on that a little bit, I, I, I think that it's, at that point, people really, because of the way that the fascist types, the unite the right guys we're going we're behaving in charlottesville i think people reach for that metaphor real quick and i mean and i i mean i i know that they're like simpatico with the proud proud boys types but i don't know if it's the same people like i mean obviously i don't like the proud boys and i think they're a bunch of you know uh, like jay said a bunch of right-wing fascists but like I feel. I almost feel like I don't feel as threatened by them as I did the Confederate, like you know, humpers that I did, you know, in Charlottesville. I, maybe I'm.
1: Maybe I'm looking at it all. No, wrong. no maybe I, I need to take it more. No, I, 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 I agree with you're, you. You're, you're you're totally right on that because it was a little bit step further on it with the Charlottesville thing. Like those were. I mean, you you can't compare them to like the Proud Boys type thing i mean the way they were marching what they were saying what they were about all of that stuff was like i think a lot more like a hundred times more and and closer to the real thing than than whatever what what happened in in portland so when when they came out with it saying that this was an uh, antifa is like against nazis or whatever and all this kind of stuff it's just because it was put into that situation it's either i mean they're fighting against these nazis and stuff like that they're actually marching in charlottesville so that's probably right like what, it, like, right uh, that's Ollie right
0: exactly that yeah that's what that's what i think you, that's why i think you had those things come out right away whereas like now with the proud boys i mean like i said like this, the problem that we run into of course and we'll get into that later with guns and stuff but it's like The Proud Boys just seem like a joke to me. And, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not, you know, these guys can't be dangerous. But, like, the people that I I know that are associated with, like that guy, um, Gavin McInnes, who used to be with Vice, like... He just—he looks like a—he if you ever see a picture of him, he looks almost like a stereotypical left-wing hipster, right? He's got like yeah. a weird, you know, handlebar mustache and all this stuff. He, yeah,
2: the tight jeans and the suspenders and right, all the but he's weird you know he's like
0: a right-wing provocateur, but like I I almost feel like they're just they're just doing it for ooh guys, isn't this a fun media stunt? And I, I guess that's my whole problem with it. No, I yeah, I agree with you
2: because it's it's like you said, it's Charlottesville's felt like these are really guys. These are, these are white people that really, really hate other races and genders. Like this is like the proud boys is, is, do you, it's like you said, they seem more like, we're just here to like. I almost feel like if they just were ignored, like you. I don't feel like the it was. A, it would have been a good idea to ignore say what the people were doing in Charlottesville. Like right. those people, it wouldn't have been a good idea to ignore. Not a good strategy. The Proud Boys, I feel like that would be the better idea to do. Like, I agree. It, it would be a better idea to ignore because, like, they're I like, fe-
0: they're like the Klan guys at this point, right? Like, there's right. Like five the the clan five guys that show up. The yeah. five <laughs> guys
2: back in the back in the nineties when five guys from Arkansas would you know show up and. And, and have like, you know, we, we put forth a thing to have a march, you know, at City Hall and they had right. to approve it. And they were almost just proving a point. Like that kid in Springfield, Missouri, my hometown. Like, I walked through a, a Walmart with my AR just to see if I could. It was almost like that's kind of what they were. like. Right. What, but the Proud Boys, I almost think the black block is worse than the people that they're going out fighting the Proud Boys. Like, if you just ignored this one busload of insoles you 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 would they'd probably go away because it's the tension that that is the purpose
0: right i mean it's it's the fact that they keep doing these things in portland over and over and over it's like well i think i think there's a spreading
2: like you said like why is it happening in portland i think it's because of the the history of portland being portland i mean it it does have a a stereotype for, right. a yeah. for, yeah, for a reason, yeah, for a reason, and I, I, and I think that they're, I mean, for lack of a better term, I think these idiots on the the Democratic Socialist, Communist, whatever, Black Bloc, whatever they want to call it, they're good marks basically. They, yeah, they're just like they're so anxious to to get out there and fight somebody that that they they're picking on you know like this small bus, you know, short bus of people. And it, they they wind up being the ones that look terrible on newsreels.
0: Yeah, I, 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 you had Rob. You had a point you were bringing up earlier about you know the 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 dichotomy between and and I mean I think I think I feel I. I feel on safe ground as the you know I, you guys probably would laugh at this, but like you know I get slammed as like the neoliberal centrist squish, you know even though <laughs> even though I'm I'm viewed as like the left wing bomb thrower, but like I, I like I find these kinds of protests when you put them in like the context of what's going on in Hong Kong and and Russia too, like like people that are legitimately protesting and getting cracked down on by their governments, you know, the, the Chinese government and the, the Russian government, it makes these protests look, you know, e- even more ridiculous by comparison. Like, it's not even on the same international scale.
1: Absolutely not. And that's, that's the problem when, when the media compared them to World War II and during the Charlottesville thing is that that keeps on coming up with a lot of people on Twitter and, like, even blue check marks and stuff like that, they keep on bringing that analogy. Like, for instance, there was that incident with Andy, um, the executive Andy, producer no. from Ellen, yeah uh, oh, uh... he, he, he came out oh, saying yeah, was, like yeah, husband. Antifa, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He came out saying, like, Antifa's not a part of me and all this kind of stuff, and he, he's saying that he's against them and all that kind of stuff. And then a bunch of blue check marks in that thread itself Really went hard on him, saying like, "Oh, so you're you're with fascism then? Don't you yeah. know that Antifa is anti-fascist?" And it came to a point where he had to delete that post and say like, "Oh, I'm against Trump and all this kind of stuff," and and like walk back what he said. And I was just thinking like, if people are really holding on to that with with Antifa and not really seeing what they are, and giving everybody a binary choice, like it's a it's a bad. Uh, situation that, for, for that, that right there that's a great way of putting it it's it. not
2: a binary choice no exactly you don't have to pick a side
1: yeah it's either you're with the proud boys or you're with antifa or you're with uh trump and fascism or you're with antifa and like anybody on the left that tries to say anything different who has it ex- like who has a presence kind of like andy does like they get they get really told off on
2: Right, well, well see, but, I want to I, I want to ask one thing real quick. Um, there's I, I want to point out because he's he, he made a good point about like it's like they've boxed, it's like the left has boxed themselves into a corner by by kind of aligning themselves with Antifa early on two years ago, and it's like they they kind of okay we're married to these people and we can't not defend them because it's like we you know they kind of glued themselves to these people you know and, and now they're stuck. Um, there's two journalists for, for Huffington post that I feel like it's not out of line. One is, one is Andrew Kimmel, um, for Huffington post. And the other person, I can't remember his name. I've got a screen cap of him where he was mocking Andy. No, uh, who was the guy who got kicked in the head and had a brain bleed. He deleted the tweet, but I still have it. Cause I, I post it to him whenever he starts, uh, covering Antifa positively, but they were both, both these Huffington post journalists were in with the rioters in with Antifa people. And they were just straight up running their PR in real time. I mean, there was, there's one video that, well, it's not one video. It, there's like five videos of one incident where Antifa's like beating a guy over the head and, and, and hitting him in the head. And somebody refers to what he's hitting him with is a bat. It's a big, long black object. You know, it's some sort of it's either a baton or it's it's a it's a it's a blunt instrument of some kind. And somebody just said bat. And he was literally it was infuriating because he was having this semantics debate with everybody that was commenting about the video because he was trying to discredit the video of it's not a bat. It's not a this. It was just it's like what word you use for it is not the point. But like, that's that was his own, like every single piece of video that came out him and this other Huffington post reporter, were literally running in real time PR for Antifa. And I'm like, you have to, at some point question the like, you know, level of journalism there.
1: Well, Well, the worst, the the worst part I saw on it was when Andy got, um, Andy Nagaro, I think his name is. I think it's, no, I think it's pronounced
2: Andy. No, just Uh, Andy. No. Yeah. yeah when,
1: when he got assaulted and stuff and you see the videos of him getting assaulted and everybody was just like really trying to downplay it as him just getting, you know, a little milkshake on him or whatever, or when he went right. to the hospital and stuff. Like, Well, he was faking
2: it. And I mean, you literally yeah, exactly. see one, you literally see it, you know, there's three or four different video angles of him getting assaulted and you see where he gets straight up hit as hard as somebody can hit somebody with a fist in the, in the side of his head. And medically speaking, folks, that's really, really dangerous in the side of the head. The problem is is the skull is really thin right there. And that is, it's like, there's two places you can get hit. One is straight in the nose where that material can go backwards and there's kind of thin places in your face there. And the side of the head is the other one that's really dangerous. And he did, he got straight up socked in the side of the head as hard as you can get hit.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think the problem that we ran into with that whole situation was that... Like, that was bad enough, and what happened to him was bad, and I, you know, obviously, as someone on the left, like, I don't endorse it. The problem is you had this whole thing where you know they were th- the, the one thing i think it was jack basobiec or whatever that guy that the big trump guy was talking about oh you know, yeah the, the milkshakes were mixed with quick dry cement oh, yeah right it, right right Right. you know what i mean like it like it just it just becomes almost like a parody and a spectacle of itself well and, the and police
2: it, the police actually did claim that i i mean i'm not defending right, right. postbic is claimed, a douchebag but uh,
1: they claimed there were reports of it like somebody yes. called in and reported it
2: and and Andy No had nothing to do with that, but it was—it right. was like the journalists it gets, were it gets the journalists were saying, one big thing. right? The journalists yeah. were saying, "Well, well, they wanted to focus more on the on the fake reports of of concrete and and sort of like, well, you know, we're going to downplay this assault over here, however you want to phrase it, and and more focus on like how Antifa got smeared that they weren't really putting milkshakes in the concrete." But um, to, I'm sorry, I I, I took us off point there of, of Hong Kong, I. I do. I do believe well, 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 that because well, I, I, I. Well, I mean, I mean
0: that's the thing, though, right? Like, I mean, just to just to put a, a button on that. Yeah. When you look at the protests between you know Roud, proud boys and Antifa, the fact that both sides all have twenty video cameras right at each, pointed at each other, compared to if you look at you know to go back to what we're saying about Hong Kong, right. those guys are saying we have a petition to the government. We're asking for concrete. Serious, like pro democracy, you know, right. important issues. Like I think that shows you the dichotomy. You, the, the 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 protesters in Hong Kong aren't running around aiming video cameras at right. each other like they're, they're documenting it as it's going along but they're doing it to reach out to the world and say you know report on our issues and and like even when you see like someone getting you know there was a, there were some videos that broke out of fights when they were occupying the uh, the airport this past week like they have yeah. very direct and clear goals and this is one of the things like someone on the left that i have argued years and years of folks on my side of things Like, I'm not a big protest person. Like, I understand the the need for it at times, and, like, it can be, you know, useful. But, like, my whole thing is always, if you're going to have a protest, don't just protest for the purpose of protesting. And that's the problem with the the Antifa, Proud Boy stuff. It's just, neither one of them is really legitimately asking for anything. Right, is there a
2: policy anywhere involved in either one of these people being out in the street?
0: You know it's it's not even that like even if you're gonna say like they're protesting against the you know holding the kids in the cages or or anything right like they're, they're not even making like and i mean those are there are groups that are the groups that are protesting that kind of stuff are you know down in texas especially they're coming out and saying we want to stop this detention policy like they like it's like a real pro like that's the difference i think between a real protest and a media spectacle
2: you know yeah yeah but i'll let KB, uh, what were you saying
1: Oh no, no, I'm totally agreeing with what Ali was saying about, like, these are just... I think it's just to keep themselves relevant in terms of the Proud Boys doing this, yeah. these stunts and stuff like that. And then Antifa is just... I mean, have they had any other protests outside of Portland? I, I, think I don't they, think I, so. I, yeah, I mean, I think
2: Other than Charlottesville.
0: Yeah, I think occasionally they'll pop up, but that's the thing, right? Like, they, they need each other to remain... Relevant because Perfect. they're not actually you know, they're not actually protesting a- any real But then
2: compare that to what you're saying. Like Hong Kong, here you have a people who for a hundred years were under this flag of democracy. I mean, you can talk about colonialism and you know, fine, that's a subject we can talk about and everything. But they were they were pretty happy, you know, yeah. being under the British rule and then in nineteen ninety seven, I think it was ninety seven. Yeah, um, ninety seven. I, I know it was around when um oh god damn it, uh that uh Oh, God, I'm having an absolute brain fart. So I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, um, I'll get back to it. Um, there was a movie that came out uh, with Jackie Chan that came out right oh, when... Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Is it, it Rush Hour? Was it Rush, rush hour? hour? Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, I only think about that because it, it's on Amazon Prime right now, and I just rewatched it, and I was like, holy crap! I forgot that it was, like, right around the time that Hong Kong was passed over from the British to the to the Chinese. But, yeah, for 100 years, Britain was Britain had paid for the rights to use Hong Kong as a port, And, you know, China has relatively left Hong Kong alone because it makes them a shitload of money. Um, Mm. And it's it's you know, they don't want to kill the golden calf. And I don't know for what reason. I don't know if Hong Kong's just like, well, you've had enough freedom for today. They've all of a sudden decided that they are they have, you know, told the local government, you know, we are going to, you know, impose China's Chinese rule here. And, you know, these the people of Hong Kong are basically the property because that's the thing is in in communism you're property you're not actually a citizen you are you are seen as in communist countries uh as you are that country's property you belong to them and they were going to have registrations and all the. I mean, I can't remember all of the stuff that China was going to impose. Yeah, it's basically but,
0: China just saying, like, you know. Oh, we're, we're in gonna, charge. We got, right, exactly. We're going to remind but, you who's the boss.
2: And it's like, it is, that's real protest. I'm sorry, yeah. folks. But I'm like, that. Antifa is not real protest. It's just a bunch of bored college kids with, wow. with general arts degrees, you know. Uh Hong Kong is a real deal. Like, you know, and they're college
1: see... kids too. A lot of them are Yeah, exactly. They're really protesting
2: for actual freedom.
1: And I think the when they were protesting in the airport, there was a video of the guy of one of the cops taking out his gun and aiming it at, at one of the yes. protesters. Luckily, I, I know the exact video anything, you're referring to. But I think like that would have dramatically turned the events on what's going on over there. Because oh, so yeah. far so far I don't know um, I know we have some of our journalists down there too and stuff but like so far nothing nothing's come out of any kind of fatalities or deaths or anything like that if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the,
2: I, 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 the video you're referring to is um it was uh, somebody was videographing behind glass and a group of protesters had kind of gotten this cop kind of not pinned down but pushed backwards. And he was beating them with with a baton and somebody got the baton away from him and was hitting him back with it. And he drew his weapon. And there has not been, to my knowledge, a report. And God only knows if you can trust what's the reporting coming out of Hong Kong with China being in charge. But I mean, I haven't seen a report that anybody has been shot with a bullet. I've seen reports that people have been shot and have very bad names. Like one girl had an had ocular spray
0: and stuff. Popper
2: yeah. spray. But one girl had an ocular fracture, you know, from a beanbag or, or some sort of device that had been fired and hit her in the face. So far, I have not seen reports of actual uh, a bullet being fired. But I'm telling you, I, I yeah, had the I'm, same I'm... feeling KB did that if a bullet gets fired, that's when shit's going to pop off. Right.
0: Like yeah. i I'm really afraid of another. You know, I mean, this is. What was Tiananmen that? Square, 20 Twentiman Square, right? Which is, I mean, how long ago was that? Twenty-five years? Oh, ago? Oh God, we were Some... kids. I know, we kids. right? And yeah, and, and but I, I, I kind of wonder, like, you know, and. and...
2: K, KB was just a wink in his mama's eye. I think at that
0: <laughs> point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, right? Like you, you don't remember that, but like it was such, it was such a big deal. But like the the way that information was transferred was so different. Now than it you know than it than it was then and I like I, you you kind of wonder yet you, you like like yes China cracks down on information coming in and out. But I, I I don't know that they can crack down on it the same way that they did back then. Like I just no, not, the,
2: not with not with social media. No, way. yeah, no. I, I
0: mean I mean even though like you know, especially Twitter in a, te- and,
2: a tech savvy country like Hong Kong,
0: right? Like like yeah. Twitter and stuff are are blocked in China, but like they still have ways to get information out. Like right, you, you just can't clamp down, and and that stuff wasn't clamped down on in Tiananmen Square. Like we all saw what happened, anyways. And right. that was, you know, we saw the man in the tank. And so, I, I'm kind of worried. Never saw him again,
2: but we saw him that right. one time. So right, I'm right, and,
1: you him know, it
0: was, it was this iconic image, but, like, I feel like we're going to, you know, knock on wood, I actually, I hope it's resolved peacefully, but it doesn't seem I, like... I just, I you know, mean, we just
2: saw the reports of China moving in heavy equipment, so I don't, yeah. I think this is going to go real fucking sideways. I yeah. just have a, I was not joking. Um, it was uh, me and a... a, a a uh, journalist that's also a, a reserve, a reserve Marine, uh, that we were joking back and forth, um, that like, God like, we were, had that plan to drop liberators over France in world war two. I'm like, you know, it's like, can we, can we get some C one thirties and start dropping arms for these unarmed people in Hong Kong? Cause I'm like, shit's about to get real. Cause you know, I think everybody saw that, uh, everybody that, you know, follows us is going to be following the news closely enough to see those videos of like those huge, uh, carrier trucks, You know, lining up at the port in Hong Kong, bringing in troops, bringing in heavy equipment, and all that stuff. And I'm like, that is not a good sign.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm curious what you guys think about this. Like, and to be honest, it's kind of weird. We haven't brought his name up yet, but, you know, this is where Trump comes up. Where, I mean, this is one of those things where I actually think when it comes to being pro, you know, freedom in somewhere like China, that you actually have the democrats and the republicans generally speaking i mean there's you know there's going to be individual you know details that we disagree on but i think we there's a general consensus of, of a you know a pro-freedom consensus and i think with trump especially with something with china where it's two things with him, right? Number one, he doesn't care because it's it's over yeah. there and it's not on television. Like it's he not doesn't about... have a
2: hotel in China, does he? Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So he doesn't care, and then at the same time, like he's doing this whole thing with the tariffs, where basically he's viewing it as well. We got to butter up the Chinese to get this whole tariff thing through. So exactly. you know, there's no support for the Hong Kong protesters. So they kind of get left. I mean as you guys both know, like it's really important to, I think in a situation like this to have America weigh in. And I mean, I, and I'm not going to lie, like, you know, president, democratic presidents too have bitten their tongue when it comes to China and human rights, because, you know, well, they I have mean, our-
2: Syria throughout, you know, Obama's you, we had the reverse effect where we had the people like me on the right going like, shouldn't we do something or say something? And Syria just kind of got pushed on the back burner. And, and now it's kind of the same thing It's Trump's just like, what? I, what, is something going on over there? I, I don't really know. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, 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 he talked he about it the other place. day. He said, like, you know, it's an eternal matter.
1: Yeah. Like, it's up to the Chinese or something. And it's and it's weird also because you see a lot of the defenders coming up and when, you're, when you're trying to say, like, Trump should say something. A lot of yeah. the defenders of Trump and, you know, Trumpers and stuff like that, they come in and they're like, oh, do you want a war with China? Like,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: and I'm like, what the hell?
2: Well, I'd, love, I'd love to hear both of your your giant. thoughts on like the the Hong Kong protesters like flying a lot of different American flags. Like there there's there's been seen three different versions of the Gadsden flag in China. I've seen I, I've got a, a, a picture of it. Somebody had a sign in a, in English and uh, Chinese that said we need the Second Amendment, and then there was that iconic. Uh, Video of Hong Kong protesters. There was like I don't know nine of them all holding the American flag. I'm like it almost seemed like like and
1: they the these people hat. are
2: really wanting to be like uh, like Americans or wanting America to come in. I mean,
1: yeah. I
0: mean the problem is you know I mean we can't we can't do that. But like I feel like.
2: But no, I, I meant more like yeah. how pro America a lot of the protesters seem oh, yeah. to be.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, well, and this is this is the you know this is the whole thing where you talk about like the immigration stuff that came up this past week, where you had you know a Republican administration talking about the whole welcoming of the Statue of Liberty, right? Like this is the part where this iconic sort of American stuff and and. Jay, I don't know how much you've listened to our show, but like, this is one of the issues where I tend to agree with Neville and Rob. I, you know, and I, I, I I guess I'm more like the old fashioned liberal when it comes to these things. I'm very rah, 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 pro America guy. I like the idea of us being, you know, like to, to, you know, echo Reagan, the shining city on the hill. Like, I don't even think that that's even connected to our domestic politics. Like, I feel like, I like that feeling of seeing a protester in Hong Kong waving the American flag because it means that. No matter what our internal fights are, we stand for something. But I feel like, you know, under the current thing that's going on, like, we don't have anyone... And I mean, and and I'd say that, I mean, you know, I freaking hate his guts, but at least George W. Bush would at least... That, and, and we've talked about this before. George W. Bush would at least mouth the words like you know, you know, "freedom's on the march," like you know, uh, you know, "support liberty." Like even if it was a bunch of bullshit, at least he would say it. And of course, you know, Obama would 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 say something you know beautiful about it. And with Trump, it's just like 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 Rob said, like I don't have a hotel, so I don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it was it was a pretty like it like his typical things. There's like there's pretty decent people on both sides or whatever. Like. He tries really hard not to pick a side or yeah. look like he's in a, in a place or whatever or anything that's going to um, make his base angry or anything like that either. I mean, because like now they say, oh, does, do you want him to start a war with, with China? But if he said something against them, <laughs> right. they'll be like, yeah, this guy's got balls of steel or whatever. It's just, right.
0: <laughs> right. They're willing no to what excuse he does it. Or
1: says, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, this is.
0: For it. This is the problem we always have with we we where we, even when we have folks from the right on like Jay we still have the we, we don't have the Trump apologists we're actually we we started casting a net for for Trump apologists because
2: no we, we did we I was like gonna say uh, <laughs> to tell Jay um, that we actually last week were, like bantering back and forth like we need like next time we need to guess we need like a, a Trump <laughs> like voter like a, a Trump supporter like somebody who really supports him because like. Even I've said like I'm willing to vote for him, but it's like it's just me giving a middle finger. I still hate the guy, you know, and everything. And I don't—he's not my kind of Republican ever. But it's like that's not the same thing as like really supporting him. And we kept going through our brains of like trying to figure out anybody that <laughs> would like, like we could get on that really supported. Him. Like no, no, no. Well, we could get Jesse. I'm like no, him and Oliver would kill each other. Um, um, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. We we're just trying to think about like you know, and, that, and that's. But this is a good point that you brought up, Jay. It's like you can't get them to be consistent on anything because, you know, they, they talk forever about, like, you know, Trump tells it like it is. Like, he, he's not afraid to, you know, piss off the libs. He's, he's owning the libs. But then it's like well, then he should have, not be afraid of owning the, the Chinese. But he, he won't
1: do right. that, you know? <laughs> he, or any yeah. dictator. I mean, I mean, look what yeah. he's doing with Kim right now. It's, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's sickening. It's honestly, it's so sickening seeing something. I feel the
2: same way as, like, when Obama bowed to whoever he bowed to. I'm like, I made a big deal about that. And I'm like, I felt the exact same way when he's, like, holding his hand like their high school sweethearts, going right? to the, like, DMZ, and I'm like, oh, come on! Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he it's really love letters.
2: <laughs> like, Seriously, like, oh literally... my God!
0: Well, see, and from mm. my from my point of view, you know, well, we can change top topics in a second. But like, from my point of view, I'm always like, you know, I'm eternally going. Well, what if Obama did it? Like, what, like, like, literally, you guys would be screaming from the highest mountain if Obama was talking about how he exchanged love letters with Kim Jong Un, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, I mean, I think you guys can both agree with me on that. If Obama oh, yeah. came out and oh, said, yeah. like,
1: you know, <laughs> I had these wonderful it, it letters. It was a huge deal when he bowed to the king of uh, Saudi Arabia. Well,
2: remember, remember like how, how everybody flipped out when he said, uh, "I'll have more flexibility right. after the election." You know, yeah, shit like exactly that, that too. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's the same thing. It's just the, like it's the, the, the bar it instills, is lowered. It instills yeah, the it same reaction to me as when those things happened, but I'm just like, okay, it's not going to go anywhere. Nobody's going to give a shit. Okay, whatever.
0: Yeah. So talking about you know <laughs> an issue that doesn't seem to be going away and <laughs> in, in, in my in my opinion that's good this time you know and i'm sure my friend rob here will disagree with me but the uh, gun issue has not completely faded away i mean it's faded a little bit since the shootings in, in el paso and dayton but it's mm-hmm. it's still around um i think part of it is that you know i'll say from the left side of it and i think i think you guys can agree with me on this the democrats are not nearly as afraid of the gun side that they used to be like i mean i i I, you know i am a big obama supporter but like obama in 2008 was not campaigning on gun issues like it just it did not come up i I mean i i i could even say if you look at his uh you know presidency until sandy hook I, i you know rob might disagree with me a little on this but until sandy hook i i think you can say like he didn't make a really big gun push throughout his presidency. No, San-
2: Sandy Hook and um, the Pulse nightclub shooting was the yeah. only time I see him made a, made any sort of real, I mean, I don't know if push, right term or whatever, but it really yeah. sort of spoke on the subject.
0: Right, and, and, so, yeah. like, cause, and the reason was because Democrats were afraid because in the 90s the NRA was kicking their ass on this issue.
2: And well I will I will interject one thing. You said you've never seen that. This was where the Democrats were before they passed the assault weapons ban. They were just as giddy because it was if you, if you remember your history, um you know, remember Diane Feinstein, you know, the assault weapons ban was essentially a mag a magazine capacity ban and a cosmetic ban. And Feinstein had been pushing very very hard and and a lot of Dems had been for a complete ban on all semi-automatic rifles. I don't know if it included shotguns and handguns, but it was a full ban on all semi-automatic rifles and, and full confiscation. Like that's what, I mean, what it's like, what got passed was the compromise thing. But I'm like, I would say the Democrats were as anti-gun energized when they passed the assault weapons ban, but then they got absolutely just crushed um after that election and that's the that's i think what caused them to lose the house for the first time in 50 years
0: yeah i mean that, and that was a big part of it but like now you know now i think you could say you know pretty much every i mean i haven't seen this in a long time i'll, I'll go with that but like the democrats
2: since the the field, earth, since 90 the 93 94 yeah right
0: and and so like you have what is it was it now 24 whatever many democrats there are in the field like they're not they're all not afraid to go after the gun issue and some more than others right yeah. some more than others yeah. right but I'm just saying like just sort of you know as a uniform sort of thing like I feel like the the window we've talked about we talked about the Overton window on our show a lot you know the the acceptable yeah. line of things I feel like, and maybe you guys can correct me, but I, I I don't think you'll disagree that like it seems to be moving to the Democratic side. Not, now, granted, I'm still a pessimist about it. I don't think that the, anything's going to get passed. Certainly not with Mitch McConnell and like Trump. Well, you know, nothing
2: this, nothing's going to get passed until the election. No.
0: Right. And, and the thing with you know, the thing with Trump is that that's the funny part with Trump. Right. Like this, Trump doesn't care about guns. Right. One way or the other. Like he just doesn't care about it. No. And, but I think like the which I said during the primary. But the funny the, the funny thing to me is how like with Trump him not caring about it is actually it's a strange thing because he ends up fighting Mitch McConnell in a way more than he ends up fighting the Democrats because he, he just doesn't like being talked about in a negative way about guns on TV. So he'll talk a whole lot of crap about background checks and this and that, and he'll say, like, you know, I'm working with Republicans on it. Then the NRA will push back, and so he'll push back a little bit. But he just the part he doesn't like is being talked about in a negative way on TV about guns. So I'll, well, I'll let you guys
1: I go. I with feel this. Jay, who, who already lives
2: in communist rule of Democrats, should cover this first.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, being, living here compared to when I was living in the UAE, being able to get any firearm is like a blessing. Uh, to be so honest, you have because,
2: you have no right to a gun in the UAE.
1: Oh no, absolutely not. You you okay. can't own anything not, under any circumstances. A, a piece, under any circumstances, unless okay. you're a police officer or you work in the army. Those are the only two reasons that you can have a gun. And then of course you know family members and stuff like that who work in the army would be lenient and allow their their cousins and stuff to have guns in the house or whatever. But as a as a citizen or as a resident, you're not allowed um, at all to have any kind of weapons. To me, like the the talk about the the guns and stuff like that, I think it's getting a little bit overplayed because nobody's really doing anything about it, and people are just going to the extreme right off the bat with it. I mean, now you're hearing Kamala Harris saying that they want to confiscate. You're hearing, you know, all these different kind of laws and and rulings and executive actions that they want to take but the consequences of it i don't think it's realistic to be able to do anything like that i mean it, what what do you, what are they expecting to happen well like you, you live actually... in
2: california right now so i mean they're clearly talking about laws for the entire federal government that are way beyond what, what they have in california are they doing yeah. any kind of confiscation because i know there was a conf- there was a there was a law passed in california that they were going to confiscate magazines
1: no, unless they they see them or find them, but the, nobody's going out to go and, and get them or anything. But like they that. will. And they nobody, will if you take them
2: out of your house and get pulled over, and they see it in the seat, they'll take it.
1: Yeah, they'll take it.
2: Okay. So there is it, a like form nobody of confiscation. Nobody
1: has been like really doing any uh, handing them in or buybacks or anything like that, to my knowledge of of what's going on with those.
2: Uh, because seen, they just. I've seen a law where you guys in California are. There's a police force dedicated to. Searching the gun records and finding felons that seem to have firearms. There's like a there's like a police force that's specifically targeted at doing that too.
1: Well, if that's the case, I think that should be implemented a little bit more in the federal. Oh, level absolutely, too. absolutely. Because that's like, like one. Every, of, that's
2: like one of the things I agree with. Yes, I mean, it, <laughs> I, because
1: I'm totally for background checks. I'm totally for like not allowing people who have uh, domestic abuses on their records or anything like that. Be allowed to have a have a firearm, but the problem is every one of these people are able to get it, even with these laws on the books already so but see, J- and- Jay, the
0: thing, the thing the thing with me is i'm not I'm not saying I hundred percent disagree with you, but when you say you know that you know the rhetoric is going too far in it, I feel like for so long as someone on my side of the aisle, I feel like for so long we've been playing on the NRA turf on this right like I, I feel like just just by even broaching the topic of these you know even the most taboo sort of stuff right i feel like we're, we we can get to a in my opinion a more sane space on it right like because I, I feel like for so long all these issues when you poll them i mean we've had polls this past week from multiple you know pollsters from you know fox news polling quinnipiac and i, I forget the other I, I wrote a story about it for share blue but like if you look at and i'm not saying on every issue like when they polled on you know should we ban guns like that that died which i mean you know rob will dis- disagree with me but pretty much no democrats running on banning guns completely Right. And I well, don't, and I, I, that's not a mainstream, no Democrat
2: running for president.
0: Fine. But yeah. I'm saying that's not a, even even so that's not a mainstream Democratic position that we're going to we're going to get rid of the Second Amendment. I think you guys can at least at least concede I, that I will argue me. that it's the <laughs> I will argue that
2: it is the belief when the doors are closed.
0: Right, I mean, yeah. yeah, you 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 can say that we're secretly, you know, me and me and Obama are having our secret meetings, and we're <laughs> we're we're talking about taking Rob's guns away, and we we're, we're literally, you know, we're going one by one, and I'm like, yeah, I know this guy in Missouri, and Obama's like, give me more, give me some more information, tell me about him. Well, we're gonna take his gun, but you know, but the the, rea- <laughs> the reality is that like, so I feel like we're we're moving the, and it's again, it's the Overton window. Like, I feel like even though these issues poll really well, nothing gets done. So maybe. Like I feel really desperate on guns, right? Almost on guns more than any other issue between left and right, where I'm more than willing to throw shit against the wall and like, if something sticks, you know, come come we you know knock on wood we have a Democratic president, then maybe we can get the things that are polling at seventy percent. Like you you know, like I think all three of us agree on like maybe background checks or, or even rob my be. Like is.
2: we the the law we just talked about with with uh, Jay that is in California, like. Why it's like what we talked about last week, and I don't want to go into what we talked about last week because we already talked about it. But <laughs> like, but like little things, like like things that we could, like you talk about, agree with. Like, yeah, I don't see, I don't see many gun guys. Certainly not the ones I hang out with and I, and I know, like the gun shops I hang out with, like are going to argue about California having just like they have a a drug enforcement special task force. Why doesn't every state have a special task force that is specifically cast to taking guns away from felons? Like, why is it only California that has that? Why, like, before you start taking away the rights of the law-abiding, like me that aren't doing anything, like, well, we're going to ban you from being able to own this and that. Like, why why hasn't there been a DEA type of thing in every state of like, hey, you're a felon. You really shouldn't have, like, Uh, any kind of gun why do you have it
0: well see i I think i think rob and jay you can jump in here too but i think part of that and that's our next part of the gun issue is our buddies at the nra right I just
2: i haven't seen the nra i have i looked it up when you said that last week and i just i haven't seen anywhere where the nra has opposed and i mean and then i mean opposed by doing something like physically gone into a state that tries to implement a, a felon you know Centered gun, get them out of their hands. However you want to phrase it, you know I'm coming up with not coming up with words well, here. Well, I think, but like I, I just I haven't seen the NRA ever say like oh we're gonna uh, we're gonna get in your way to do that. Well, see, I, I mean, I guess I
0: guess the way that I perceive it is the even if they don't legislatively oppose these things, they demagogue it. And I mean that's where you have the you know Dana Lash and the sort of NRA TV, which you know once again I will dance on the grave of it. But you know, I, I, I like the, it's the it's the, it's the cultural. <laughs> I'm not, I can't be neutral on the NRA, guys. I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Well, I, I can't either. I, I, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. But it's it's the cultural aspect of it where, where I think when you get into these things, right? That, that's the part that we can't disregard. Like, and I think that's one of the strange things, especially when I've argued with Rob about this. Like, we can we can disagree on the policy stuff, but then you have the culture stuff that comes into it too. And and I mean, you know i i delight like you know rob always posts these uh these gifts of people fapping to things when he sees a story that he loves (laughs) well well that's how i feel every time these stories come out about the nra in the last like two months like you know i i've said it over and over again on twitter like direct this directly into my veins like you see like you know the nra is all fighting each other and you see stuff about like wayne lapierre asked for a six million dollar mansion and then like yep. you know the wall street journal got a hold of i think it's a seventy thousand dollar canceled check of the nra like paying down on the mansion for lapierre
2: and, oh, and then the hair and the nails and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right you know and so yeah. it's like
2: that's where my that's where my lifetime membership is going yeah so yeah, yeah so
0: how do you guys feel as like gun guys when you see all the like i mean i know how i feel and you guys can see tell how i feel like i fucking love it because you know <laughs> screw the NRA but how do you guys feel when you see these things come out like I I, I would assume you feel betrayed about it you know
2: well I'm gonna, I'm yeah gonna, I mean, I'm because... gonna ask Jay here to, to, to real quickly I think he's gonna agree with me uh, my big moment and I and I don't think Jay's a member of, of the NRA itself I am um, I I really kind of turned my moment where I turned from the NRA was um, the Orlando um, Castile Oh okay. Uh yeah, Lando uh, Castile shooting. In the Phil Phil
1: just... Phil Castile?
2: Uh, Orlando Castile. Oh, okay. Yeah. The,
1: the, when he was, uh, it was a, like a routine traffic stop.
2: And routine traffic his... stop. The guy was a, a, a high school, I think cafeteria worker, you know, yes. nice guy. Seemed like, and he was like, he said, you know, like I'm going for my wallet. I, I carry like, I, I'm going for my wallet. And the guy lit him up and, and the NRA attacked him, attacked the dead guy. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I mean,
1: if and, you're going to attack
2: him for carrying, you're going to do that to me.
1: Exactly. Right. And, and the thing is they did, they do that a lot with, when it comes to, uh, people who carry, who get shot by the cops or anything like that. The NRA does and have been doing from my knowledge, when I got back here and was able to like really see them and stuff, they've been doing that to a lot of the, the people who have been killed by cops and stuff like that. And it's that one really, I think for a lot of people turn them off of the NRA because it was, it was a moment for them to really back up what they're saying, because if you're not going to back up a person's right to carry or a person's right to have arm and be wrongfully killed and stuff, then what are you really fighting for?
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: I right. Th- I th- and I you think fought, th- you fought for my right to carry, which thank you. I appreciate it. Missouri's constitutional carry, but then, when a guy gets shot doing everything you said, everything right. He followed every single rule. He went and got his carrying concealed. He went to the shooting range and qualified. You know, he did all those things that we, you know, gun guys, you know, pro gun people in the United States have been begging for the right to carry a firearm, to protect our family, to protect ourselves, to defend ourselves against other people, against people who are carrying firearms illegally because they've been doing it all the time. And we didn't have the right because the state was saying, no, you can't. Meanwhile the felons are out there carrying whenever they damn well please they finally get us this right and then like jay said they had that moment to prove you know put up or shut up and they you know in my every time i think about that incident i think about that dave Chappelle skit, skit where he's like sprinkle some crack on <laughs> right. it, you know, right. you yeah. know? Yeah. And, that's, and that's what they and that's what they do to every single Person who gets shot by the cops is the NRA sprinkles some crack on it. Well,
0: I mean, and that's and then you know to, to button it like that's that's the culture part of it, right? Because because they are pandering to the sort of conservative culture where which is very pro-cop. I mean, you turn on Fox News all the time, like Fox News is a very, you know, pro cop organization that when 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 for the NRA, at least you know, his in in the last five five or six years. When it becomes, you know, do we side on the, the side of the black gun owner or the cops because they're conservative and they, you know, they're conservative first versus, I, I yeah. mean, I get maybe, I don't know if you guys would completely agree with the way I'm framing it, but like when, when, they, when their conflict is, are we going to be pro-gun owner? Are we going to be pro-conservative, you know, uh, culture? Like the conservative culture wins over the gun side. Right.
2: You know, and like, I, I, I agree with you and I feel bad saying this because <laughs> I, I have friends who work at the NRA, like physically work there, you know, that are writers for the NRA magazine. And I know them personally, have met them personally. I'm I consider myself friends with these people and I know they're not they're not that way. But I know that's what the leadership is doing. Yeah. And I and I know when I talk to these people personally, like when we're texting or DMing or we're on the phone, that they're frustrated. And it's like, you know, this is where their paycheck come from. This is how they feed their family. And I, I feel personally bad bashing the NRA because <laughs> I'm like, I like these these people I know. I know like five people that work at the NRA. And I feel bad saying it, but I'm not going to lie either and say I'm happy with this. I don't like the fact that Wayne LaPierre spent my entire lifetime membership on his fucking nails. Yeah. you know and and getting his hair blown out you know
0: well yeah i i no surprise i i love the nra stories keep them coming any any nra implosion <laughs> stories you know bring them on like it's I'm like every week another
2: another thing comes out of what wayne is spending the nra <laughs> credit <laughs> yep. card on yep. it's like another like wasn't he in Europe? like went on a big european shopping oh, yeah. spree oh, yeah. you know yeah
0: so God. so our, our next topic which is I feel like this could be like the big one and, but it's, it's, it really popped this week is possible recession, right? Like, so there's just the, you know, and I, I honestly, I'm not going to lie and say like, I understand the technical, you know, underpinnings of it, but I know that the yield curve indicated a possible recession and everybody lost their minds. Right. And so basically I think that's the short version of it. But I'm curious, you know, what you guys think about the political fallout. Like, obviously, you know, we have talked about before the fact that, like, Trump is not polling great, and the economy has been doing pretty well.
2: He's po- The thing is, he's not polling great, he's not polling bad. He's polling the same 40% in right. since day one. He never moves. Right. It does <laughs> so- it, but I
1: think the downturn in, in the economy is going to change that.
2: He's toast. He's absolutely yeah. toast. That's the only thing he's got going for him is – Hey, if you vote me out, like look how the economy blew up the moment I got elected, and he's, that's what he's got. If that if the economy goes, he's dead.
0: Ma- I maybe so I, I'm still I'm still gun shy, but maybe. <laughs>
2: <I'm> <laughs> yeah, still... I mean because he, he still has his
1: base of of yeah. people that are going to like be with him for for whatever. But the thing is, he doesn't have enough. those people who voted for Obama then flipped and voted for Trump. Those people yeah. would probably change in a heartbeat, and I think the reason why that they voted Trump in, in the first place was for the economic reasons and for um, you know wanting to see a different change or whatever. but if it, if it goes to shit, then yeah who, do you, who do you think
2: Jay is the best Democrat for the Democrats lined up against trump who's their, who's their best bet? Biden? I I agree. I think it's Biden. I honestly, I think think, think anybody else is less the
1: best one for for him to go through. I don't Warren. I I I can't like I can see myself voting for Biden. I can't see myself voting for Warren, for example. If you were one, I hear a lot of people
2: saying that. Yeah, into
1: into it like that, and the reason the reason being is because people know Biden. They know like he is very moderate, and he's not. He's like very sincere. he's the
2: safe bet.
1: Exactly. Warren is off uh, is going more and more off the rails in terms of like what she's saying and in terms well, of like, what she Well, she's trying to be she's trying to be
2: Bernie Sanders. Exactly. But she's got a D next to her name instead of an I next to her name and she doesn't have all that communist past.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which 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 you know, I mean, makes makes some- I mean, I mean, I'm being
2: I'm just be, I'm not trying to slam the guy. I'm real, that was no, not no, like no, no, me no, literally no, no, no. going after me. but I mean, he did have quite a connection to to, to communism that she doesn't have. She doesn't have yeah. that
0: taint, well, you know, that he has. Well, even even taking aside the whether communist or not, I mean, you, you know, as you know, I'm not a Bernie stan. And I, you know, I'll, I'll state up front, I don't have someone in the race. Like, I, I've had this weird sensation over the last few months where, you know, usually I, I pick someone, but, like, I just, I've been able to, not dispassionately, but, like, I've been able to sort of step back and look at it. And, you know, I think it's un... Uh, even whether you guys like her or not, though, it's undisputable that she's been moving up in the polls. Like, I think she's been moving yes, up. she's
2: she's almost into crooked numbers.
0: <laughs> she's yeah. moving up. She's, she's moving up. You know, higher
1: than 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 Harris, then,
2: right? Than Buttigieg, and, also, and, and then, um, and then Beto. also than
1: uh, Sanders too. She's starting yeah. to to really, yeah. really push away from Sanders. Well, uh, I, well I mean, the right? Like to
0: to agree with sort of in a way, sort of what Rob says. Like I. You know, as a Democrat, I sort of see Warren as having that, like you know, the Bernie economic, you know, outlook without the the Bernie baggage. And and for me, the Bernie baggage is less the you know left wing views versus the the bad blood that's still there from the Hillary fight, right? Like, so
2: go ahead. Let me ask yeah, you guys. Yeah, and then they um, also
1: they also pulled it over, like when when that was going on. Biden, I mean uh, Bernie and the Bernie Bros and stuff like that. They really. Uh, are shown and and like the the narrative behind them is that they're very misogynistic.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've, all that's that. been a that's been a thing that that Biden supporters have kind of had there. That yeah, I, I think it was underreported, but yeah, there is a lot of misogynistic stuff that goes along with his fan base. But um, back to the recession, I'm curious of what you guys think that since we we're gonna tie that into the Democratic you know uh, primary is. I saw somebody make the point and I, I don't know if they're wrong that a bad economy hurts Biden because yeah. you don't need him as much. Right. Like right now, yep. Biden's big selling point yep. is what Jay said. He's the safe bet. Right. He's, he's the guy we feel comfortable with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's steady. He, he's a known entity. If you like take it out that Trump's a, a goner, the, the economy's in the tank and Trump's definitely like whoever, like, Like it's beyond what Hillary was going to win with, you know, that we're talking like a a 48 state blowout that Biden is all of a sudden going to be like, wait a minute, we can we can go for some shit here. We can go with the unsafe. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, I I want I want people to stop for a second and record this section of the show because I'm going to say something I don't say often. I 100% agree with Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I when, when you when you look back at it, right? If you compare it to I think the the closest comparison we have is 2008, right? Cuz everything went to shit in 2008. And so it became clear relatively early that the Democrats could shoot for the moon and that hurt Hillary, right? Cuz remember Hillary was the safe bet for the longest time. Hillary was right. Hillary was like Biden is this race. Like Hillary was, you know, steady. She didn't rock the boat too much. She didn't scare people. And, you know, it's it, it, in retrospect, it, it doesn't seem that way. But if you guys remember 2007, you know, Obama's got the he's black. He's a black guy. He's got the the Middle Eastern name. He's got, you know, he's seen as, for by some people, as you know, the quote unquote left wing radical. But he was he was able to. He was the one where Democrats we could say, in your heart of hearts. You know, depending on, you know, if it like throw out who's running, right? Who, who's the safe pick? If you could just go with your heart, who are you going to pick? It went to Obama. And I feel like that could, dynamic could definitely replay itself this year where, you know, instead of like Biden is like, you know, and, and I think that that's overplayed. But like, I'm not the Democratic primary voter that they're targeting. But like the safety of Biden versus the, okay, throw out the safety of the election. Let's just say everything went to shit. Like who 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 is gonna be who can you swoon over? It's gonna be like the beneficiary is probably gonna be a Warren Andrew or Ling. a Bernie. It's gonna be Yang or Yang,
1: <laughs> the Yang Gang, right?
0: You know, the, I, yeah,
1: right. The Yang
0: Boom. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I what? What do you think, Jay? But I, I agree with Rob on that tactic.
1: No, it, it could it could happen. The only issue is is that if you cannot compare like the the charisma that Obama had in comparison to anybody else that's running right now. Sure. He no, had yeah. that. No, no. It was yeah. it's because it was Obama that was running that you had something to push behind. You had yeah. something to be excited about and stuff. Like I'm even saying that because like of who he was and, and how he was betrayed yeah. and all that kind of stuff that's in, true. in the media it was just like it was really amazing to, to feel like you're supporting something. When it comes yeah. to Warren, or it comes to like Harris, or it comes to any any of the other ones running, like uh, Pete or anyone else, you don't have that same spark.
0: Yeah, I mean, the closest might before. be the closest might be Bernie, but it's a much more limited version no, than with Obama. I,
2: not even. I mean, yeah. what Jay's saying is 100. percent I mean, you know, any fair person, and I know I'm as right wing as, <laughs> as you can get in a lot of ways, you know. <laughs> But I do try and be fair, and I've, I've never denied that Obama had a stage presence that just couldn't be denied. I mean, I I do think a lot of his popularity was due to a lot of help with the press being a fan of his, but that's not the same thing as me saying he didn't have stage presence, because he just flat out did. I mean, he had a way with connecting with people that— yeah. Bill Clinton had. I mean, right. quite frankly, I mean, right. I, honestly, it's, it's, I would say it's Reagan,
0: Clinton, and Obama. I think.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know,
0: like, like I think as a, as a you know fairness from a, as a from a Democratic point of view, I can say Ronald Reagan had it. I I would say to a lesser extent George W. Bush had it,
2: but Reagan. Oh, absolutely. He didn't. He didn't quite have it to the level that the other three did. Right. He didn't. He didn't yeah. have it to that level of like Reagan and Obama. But, but he has it he, now for sure. Yes, exactly. Like he's, he's much like kind of like George HW Bush became very Obama, like when he was out of office, but it didn't do him any good. Like he was the most likable personable like guy. And it was like, he was like a wooden log when he was president <laughs> and he became this like very laid back, very likable guy, very relatable guy. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't, Quite say to the level of Obama, but like much different than he was when he was in office. Well, the,
0: the one, yeah. the, the one, the one, the one area, and we'll move on. But the one area I would say that I, I I'd sort of disagree. Well, not disagree, but like my whole thing has been on the Democratic side is like I, I don't, I don't want us to have to have an Obama and Clinton to win, right? Like, like to me, when I look at the Republican, <laughs> you don't, side, you don't want to
2: need a Kennedy every yeah, time. Yeah, that's
0: the thing, right? Like, you know, I, I look at the Republican <laughs> side and I look at, you know. Trump, Bush, and Bush Senior, right? And I'm like, why can't we win with somebody as boring or as you know not as engaging? Why does it like like to me? I'm always thinking like, why do we have to have Babe Ruth and Michael Jordan combined every time just to win an election, right? Like, well, we but, got to, lo- but to
1: be fair, yeah, to be fair, Trump is Trump isn't like George George Bush Senior. Like Trump was had a little bit more of a spark. To him, but not into the extent or in a good way like Obama did. Right, but what, what like, I... I guess he I, had an excitement behind him.
0: Oh, yeah, no, no, I, yeah. I agree with you on that. But what I'm saying is, like, the excitement that he had for conservatives... It, it, I think would almost be negated by the negative drag that he had. Whereas, like, yeah. you know, whereas like with with the others, you know, George Bush Senior did not. He he had negative drag, but nothing like what Trump has. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, like, I just feel like we we're always picking the rock star, and I would like it so that like if we our next nominee that wins doesn't have to be a rock star. Like like it doesn't have to be Bill Clinton or Barack Obama, right? Like because those guys it's are Eisner or somebody. Yeah, you know, those guys are those guys are freaking. Like, those guys are home run hitters every time, and I feel like like if we can only win when we have a Barack Obama or Bill Clinton, then we can never win, because, like, how often yeah. does, like, it's just coincidence that the two of them came along within 20 years of each other, because how often do you have two guys like that, you know, <laughs> lined up like that? Like, it's just so rare. It's like having three Reagans, basically. You yeah. Know? Yeah. so so our, our next topic which we kind of have it in the pop culture section but like <laughs> I don't know where it really you know is the whole the Greenland story and I had to tell you guys <laughs> when I, I love this when I saw the headline you know because like for for my job like I'm constantly scouring headlines and when I saw this headline before I saw that it was Wall Street Journal I was like okay well this this is like a dumb Andy Borowitz story or like the onion. Or, like, this can't be real. And then, like, then, like, it, I, then, like, I you know, I clicked it, and I saw that it was the Wall Street Journal. So, you know, it's legit, like, and, and it's not just legit, like, it's not some, you know, podunk newspaper. It's the Wall Street Journal, one of the biggest outlets in the world. And then, like, this morning, you know, so, I'm recording this on Sunday, like, you know, people in the, the Trump administration, and Trump himself, actually, I think, just before we started recording, said, you know, they're looking at it. And I'm just like... Like, what? Like I, I feel like you know it's like that David after dentist video. Like you know, is this real life?
1: What What did you guys think about it? Because it's crazy. It's worth
2: it just for the memes, right? <laughs>
1: that's, that's what this is at this point. Like this presidency is just worth it for the memes, right? Uh, like yeah. it's just it's just so out of this world. And it, it comes to think of it, like does does any other administration ever have something like this that they no. ever like? Put on the table this like are any of them this crazy? No it's because just, usually usually no. with
0: even if you have like a quote unquote funny story like this it's usually not something so big it's something like you know like George W Bush when he would make his you know verbal malapropisms or you had like right. you know yeah. Ford you had Ford you know tripping over himself or you George had George Herbert
2: Walker Bush throwing up on the head of Japan right you know, you know or Clinton <laughs> and his
0: you know Clinton and his affairs obviously like like yeah. it's that kind of thing it's not it's like it's it's simultaneously big but also small and comical like I don't
2: even know I want buying Greenland to happen just for the like you know what I mean it was I laugh I mean right now I need to laugh and you know. Like one guy was like, when we were, when the whole story broke and everything, and Greenland, you know, somebody in some green head of Greenland's government or whatever said something, and this reporter was like, "Okay, guess we're gonna do it the hard way." And I'm like, <laughs> "Jokes like that would be worth it just just do it. Just buy Greenland. Let's just give them all a bunch of gold and just like, yeah, we're." <laughs> We're we're gonna take your women too. Well, I
0: mean, I have. I mean, I'll say this. I'll say this. Like, and I mean, as you guys both know, I freaking hate Trump. But like, uh, of all the dumb Trump stuff, like this is the uh, one of the few where I'm just like, okay, well, it's not really racist. It's not like you know, it's not, it's not bigoted. It's not. It's not...
2: Yeah, he's buying white people. He's not buying black people. <laughs> right. It's not, it's, it's, it's not <laughs> on
0: brand for Trump, right? Like you know, like and like of all the dumb Trump stuff, like this is probably the, the uh, that's been floated. It's probably the most harmless of all the dumb Trump stuff that's come up. Like, it, yeah, you know, it yeah.
2: just it, it, it's not. It, it was it was worth it for the Cezilla, you know, Chris Azilla, CNN, like. Mocking like, oh, the last time we did this, it was the ridiculous purchase of Alaska, and I'm like, I, then they had to stealth edit it to make Cezilla not look like a moron, and I'm like, just <laughs> just for little things like that alone, I'm just like, I really want somebody to put together, even if it never happens, put together the plan. Like, how how much would Greenland cost? <laughs> like, what are we talking here in dollars? You know,
1: I would like to see that presentation. Like, the, do, you, I do see... you take
2: Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, the, the last... want to see the.
1: The official who actually brought that up as right. a suggestion, and I want to see that presentation in real life and see, like, how he presented it to the to, to the people to, and what their reactions were.
0: Right, like, because, like, you know, the thing with Trump is, like, he's always bringing up crazy stuff. And you, and you know that there's somebody at the White House tasked with, like, basically talking him off the ledge. And, and th- but the thing is when he gets he gets his teeth into one of these things right where he can't let go like you notice it sometimes with him like he'll repeat something over and over and over and his advisors are like mr president we're not talking about that and and he just gets uh, you know attached to it and like so you wonder you know with the greenland thing like how 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 does it go from like someone maybe just offhandedly mentioned it to him where he just started bugging the rest of them like Oh, well, how do we do it? How do we do it? And so, like you said, like what's the what, what was the PowerPoint on like buying Greenland? Like, you know, like did do is it like, you know, someone should do like a freedom of information request. Like, is there a document right now at the Treasury Department talking about like what funds are being tapped to buy Greenland? You know, like just it's one of those things that it's so absurd. It's it's almost it's almost a break from, you know, the ridiculous horribleness that, that's going on in the rest of the world at the time. Yeah. So, uh, our for our last topic, we wanted to talk about, you know, because we are the politics and pop culture. Uh, it, it just sort of, we wanted to throw out, you know, a movie recommendation. Uh, Jay, you're our guest, so I'll, I'll let you go first. Um, we just wanted to sort of knock around, you know, a movie you've seen, I guess, maybe recently or just in general that you wanted to sh- share with share with the group. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure everybody has already seen this movie, but because of the whole Frito incident that was going on uh, with uh, CNN Kimo and from Chris, CNN. Bravo, yeah. Or, or, yeah, yeah, uh, I I went ahead and watched uh, The Godfather for the first time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And and, and how, I told it, him, how did it hit you? Yeah, being uh, being a, a young millennial that was not around when it came out, you know, <laughs> well, so you don't have well, the perspective. Well, in our defense, neither were we, Rob. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it came out even before us.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it hit me pretty well. I thought it was a really good movie. To be honest, like, the <laughs> hype around it and, and the people talking about it—they're actually it lived up to the up hype. To something there, yeah. I mean, it's it's worth being considered a classic, a timeless classic, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I,
0: I didn't see it until a few years ago myself. Like, I think maybe, what, maybe seven years ago is the first time I saw it. And yeah, it was one of those movies where I have to say, like, because it's, you know, and, and you can probably agree with this, Jay, like, it's one of those movies where you hear about it all the time. And you're like, well, it just can't be as good as everyone says it is. Like, at a certain point, you're like, well, you're, you're just overhyping it. And I mean, I, I'll, I'll, conf- I'll throw this under the bus. Like, I feel like that about Casablanca. Like, I find Casablanca to be... Uh, extremely overrated. It's not a bad movie, but it's overrated.
2: Whereas, like... And that, and that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Like, I've said that about a lot of classic movies that everybody goes on and on about. It's like, oh, I liked it. Like, the guy, I, I'm not going to lie. Neville rips my head off and I'm like, Godfather? I'm like, it's a good movie. No, it's the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. It's, it's just good.
1: Yeah, see, I, I, I really like, like it. Also, on your point, like, for example, Princess Bride, to me, doesn't hold up as it did before and people like to consider it a timeless classic and stuff, but I just... I found it really bland in comparison to what people were talking about on how how good it was. I recently saw that movie too a couple of years ago.
0: See, and, and that 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 one may be an, a, a gener- generational thing because that sort of not cynicism, but like that sort of winking at the camera that was in that movie. Not a lot of movies in the sort of fantasy genre did that, and now now everything does that. It's one of those things where. You know, like if if you go back, a lot of times. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies, but Citizen Kane. People nowadays kind of you know discount it because it it set the tone for so many other movies, right? Like everyone, you watch that now, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this movie a million times, and it's like, yeah, because Citizen Kane did it. Yeah, and and it's hard to separate. I think not not that I'm saying that The Princess Bride is Citizen Kane, but it's a similar similar thing where it's like you see it in so many movies. I felt like that watching uh, Doctor Strangelove. I don't know if you guys yeah. have seen it. Like, I'm like, oh, I have seen it. I
2: have, and it's, it's one of those that I didn't feel like yeah. quite lived up to the hype of its historical significance or whatever. Yeah,
0: I've seen this humor in a million movies, and it's like, well, yeah, because Dr. Strangelove did it first. So, so Rob, what is, what is your movie?
2: So, I proposed the idea because it's a really slow movie season right now, and normally we cover, like, the latest, you know comic book movie that's out or pop culture movie that's out. And there's really just nothing out right now. It's really slow. It's getting to the end of the summer season. There's just not a lot out there. Yeah. Um, and I have one that I saw and I have one that I haven't seen yet, but I'm going to recommend anyway. I went and saw Hobbs and Shaw last uh, yesterday with my wife and I loved it. I'm sorry. It's a dumb movie. It's just action. You, you know, I'm not looking for rocket science to happen in most of my movies. I mean, I am an '80s kid, I Emily. Mean, I, give me, you know, Die Hard on a plane. Give me Die Hard on a, you know, whatever. You know, I'm just looking for like great action, guys who lift a lot more weight than I can <laughs> to be like shooting guns and hitting people hard, and and that's what this is. I mean, it's got it's got Elba, which I think is is he's really good in anything he does. Right, he's a great really. actor. Uh, rock, the rock has found his niche in basically being, you know, it's a big niche. Uh, it's a big niche. Yeah. It, he's basically found, he's like the new Stallone, I guess you could say. I mean, you could put him in a Rocky movie. I mean, it could, I mean, really? Oh yeah. You could see him, you could see him playing Rocky. I mean, you or, just Rambo. or Rambo. I mean, oh yeah. Really, Rambo. Definitely. I mean, he's got, he's kind of, he's kind of, to me are almost more Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cause, yeah. uh, 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 Sylvester Stallone tried comedy It doesn't work It just It didn't It, it wasn't a good experiment What are you talking about say,
1: Jingle All the Way Was a great movie
2: Yeah No I, you know, I'm saying uh, He's uh, Stallone was not a uh, Was not a, a Comedy guy he, I see The Rockmore As like a, Sylve, uh, a uh, Schwarzenegger uh, Schwarzenegger Cause it's like Um Um his comedies are are a really really good, and he's yeah. got good comedic timing. Central um, Intelligence
0: is really funny.
2: Jumanji, Jumanji yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, he's hilarious in that where he's you know playing like he's in the body of the Rock, but he's playing like awkward fifteen he, year old nerd. Well, that,
0: I think that's where his wrestling thing comes through, right? Like the wrestling wrestling allowed him to step back from it and like look at himself as like an absurd character, right? He's yes. he, he's not. You can tell, I mean, and you you can see from even his social media presence, like this is a guy. I, I mean, I, I I'll, I'll confess, I am a total Rock fanboy. Like I freaking love The Rock. And the thing with him is that, like, he gets it. He gets it. He's a cartoon character, and he embraces it. He's not he's not pretending to be something that he's not. You know, he he's he's all in with it.
2: Yeah, and so I I really liked it. It's got um The Rock, and I cannot remember the name of the British Jason Statham. Who Thank you. Um, they were both. They both like. They have a good comic chemistry in the movie, and they've been in a couple movies together. And it and they work well together. I really liked it. I would say I'd give it a three and a half out of five. Um, and it's it's just it's one of those movies. that's really nonstop action. It, it really never lets up. There's always something going on. There's a ton of fight scenes. Uh, there's there's a ton of action scenes where you you know they're dragging a uh, helicopter with you know three linked-up tow trucks, and I'm not joking. Like, the tow trucks are, like, lifting up in the air, and they've all linked Yeah, them they give away you... too
0: much in the trailer, I thought, for that movie.
2: They don't really, though, no, because, okay. it, again, it's just action. Yeah. It's not a, it's not like they're giving away the Spoilers. ending. Spoilers. You know the good guy's going to win. <laughs> what? I hate to spoil it for you, I know. The bad guy loses. Uh, and the other one that I haven't seen yet, and uh, I, I always put movies in two categories when I see them. I'm like... You know, if it's a slow movie season or, or whatever, I always put movies in like I'm going to see it in theater, or I'm going to order it on Netflix on DVD, and uh, I'm going to see the the latest inst- installation of Rambo. Um, that movie looks really good as far as just being another chapter in that very very long story arc uh, <laughs> that started back in what was it 1979?
0: Yeah. So yeah, I saw. Was, I just, yeah, I just watched the original recently, and well,
2: it was either 79 or 81. It was somewhere in there. Yeah um but i mean yeah john rambo it's 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 i don't i hate to say it's gonna be the last one because you never know (laughs) because even though he's 74 he's still cranking him out he may crank out another one at 80 i don't know rambo at the retirement Um, home well that's what this is i mean there's literally the the trailer for it shows him in a rocking chair you know um so i'm like i i I know it's gotten to an absurdity with the character and that John Rambo is now 74 <laughs> years old. Like he, Sylvester's only 74. I only can remember his age cause he was born literally within days of my father. So <laughs> I always know how old Sylvester Stallone is because he's almost the exact same age as my dad. Um, and to compare the two, physically (laughs) are you
0: saying are you you saying that your dad isn't running around you know murdering guys left and right
2: (laughs) uh, my dad's pecs are not as perfect (laughs) Just, just putting it out there um you know, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see Rambo on DVD. I I think it looks funny and fun, and I love action movies. And I would say give it a flick. Well, I mean,
0: I think. I like action movies, but I am probably gonna skip the Rambo movie. I might, I might. Oh, you're just on American. Yeah, I might go see <laughs> Hobson Shaw, but like, I am not gonna
2: see Rambo. So my, I, I and I would say see it in the theater if you're gonna see it. Like, go on like a Tuesday matinee or something for cheap. It's worth seeing it in the theaters. There's some scenes in there that really the 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 big screen really plays it well with the action scene yeah
0: well my recommendation and it's been out for a few weeks but uh because i, I got you know i got my little doggy so i, I was i was kind of out of theaters for a while because i'm i'm being a i guess the the kids like they like to say dog dad i don't like to go so crazy with it but i've been paying a lot of attention to them but yeah so i went to see toy story 4 and so i'll tell you a funny thing that happened to me watching toy story 4 number one i'll say up front i recommend it it's it's hilarious But, so, what happened to me, the first two-thirds of Toy Story 4, I was like, okay, well, this is good, like, I'm enjoying it, but it's not really hitting me in the feels like Toy Story is known for, right? Like, that's that's sort of the Toy Story signature of hitting you right in the... All
2: three of them have done a great job of doing that. Yeah,
0: like, hitting you in the feelings. Then, the last third of this movie, oh my god, like, it hits you like an emotional, like, train wreck. I'm like, oh, jeez! This is, this is like, this is, this, I'm feeling, you know, the good bad about this movie more than I have for probably any other Toy Story except the, the Toy Story 3. I was like, oh my god, my heart, my heart, and I mean, you know, I'm a softie for movies like this to begin with, and it's just like, it's just amazing to me. They've done four of these, and they're just always good. Like, Like, Toy Story has this, like, base level of quality that they do for their movies, and you know, I, I'm a Disney fanboy. Like part of the reason I moved to Florida, because you know I'm literally 40 minutes from my front door to Disney World. But I, I, I know that I'm like a shill for them. But like the Toy Story franchise, Toy Story four is so great. So yeah, I just I just highly recommend it. If you liked any of the other Toy Stories, it's worth watching. They do some really cool stuff in there. Like just just like you know, there's, there's just the way that they sort of. Even without, like, using the licensees for each generation of toy, Mm. you know, there's, like, there's 50s toys and, like, there's creepy 50s toys. There's, like, a G.I. Joe type character, like, especially for folks me and Rob's age, where it's, like, straight out of G.I. Joe and it's, like just just the overall you know buzz and woody and you know Tim Allen yeah he's a wingnut but whatever he's great as buzz lightyear he's got some he like the, like he's one of the he's one of the one of the people where i'm like i don't even care that he's a wingnut like i'm perfectly fine like i love buzz lightyear buzz lightyear's great
2: and like it's hilarious though because it's like if i mean i i think you're doing it the right way where you're like yeah you know whatever he's just an entertainer cuz literally i have to do that with almost right, every actor i know actor. i know if i, know. If, <laughs> if I, if I if I had to skip a movie because I didn't like some actor's politics, I think I would never leave my house. Yeah, I mean
0: the, the left the left wing tilt of Hollywood is something like I like like
2: you know I I, I, I have to put up with this one conservative right. actor the bastard.
0: <laughs> I know, like I mean, I argue with you guys about like whether the media is liberal, but I'm not going to argue whether Hollywood is like the actors. At least as far as the actors, the actors are like you know they make me look like Rush Limbaugh. Like I, I'll, I'll concede that completely, yeah. but but yeah, like. You know, like, it's just... I, I I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I hardly recommend uh, uh, Toy Story 4.
2: So, so, five stars? Yeah,
0: five stars. Like, it's just straight, you know, like...
2: I'll, I haven't checked it out. I'll, I'll have to check it out. You sold me on Yeah, I'll it's just from it beginning
0: out. to end. It's like, if you like the other three, like, it's not a big drop-off in quality. Like, it's at the same level of quality. Mm-hmm. So, if you like the other three...
1: Uh, you like this one. well that's their
2: longest story arc too yeah. that was the first um uh the new disney uh Pixar. yeah it was a, Pixar I think it
1: was one of the first ones that Pixar ever came out with yeah.
2: yeah so it's it's got the longest story arc so they can really reach back into like some kids childhoods because there's some kids that are like adults now in that oh yeah out.
0: definitely yeah it's to me to me it's the opposite of cars which is a franchise I can't stand I hate cars I, <laughs> I saw
2: I saw the original one with my nephew and I've never seen any of the other ones cars is that. terrible <laughs> like
0: it's the anti toy story
2: <laughs>
0: yeah so anyways uh thanks for listening uh, send us your comments to everything but nothing show at gmail.com uh give us a rating on uh, itunes and google play you can follow us on twitter at ebn show you can follow me at o willis rob is at rob province and jay is at bob underscore malak that's m-a-l-a-k <laughs> make sure you follow him and um, jay thanks for coming on we appreciate it Yep, Not thanks cool. a lot, Jay. For Appreciate me. you
2: bailing us out.
0: <laughs> no worries. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening.
2: Thanks, guys.